0: planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, S&T Bank is here to help. Learn how S&T Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com, member FDIC. s and Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
1: They were in an AFC championship last year. They have their starting quarterback back. Um, um, Stephon Diggs is their main wide receiver who can catch everything. Uh, and then, you know, they've got some really good parts around them. Uh, but I think the thing that makes everything go is Josh Allen. Um, he does a good job of extending plays, buying more time for his receivers, um, and then he can be uh, very mobile in the pocket. Uh, you know, he's more of a north and south runner. Uh, so, you know, you really got to be on your horses because if you get him going east to west, you got to check it, But if you get him going north to south, uh, he's going to pick up 20 to 30 yards of play. So, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, the D line and the outside linebackers having good, you know, uh, pressure packages and keeping them in the pocket. Uh, and then, you know, um, forcing them into some mistakes. Uh, you know, there's been some times where uh, he's had some fumbles and. Um, rushed a couple of throws, so we got to make them pay for that.
2: Welcome inside the locker room on a Thursday once again. It's the Steelers Blitz Boys with you here on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Arthur Moats, Wesley Euler, getting ready, looking ahead to Bills Steelers Sunday up in Buffalo. That was Cam Hayward, defensive captain of your Pittsburgh Steelers. Speaking of the challenges. Of going up against a team like Buffalo, a team that he mentioned was in the AFC Championship game last year, returns uh, pretty much their entire roster, including talented quarterback Josh Allen, talented wide receiver Stephon Diggs, and we have got plenty to get to. And I tell you what, Motsy, I, I I always love rocking the microphone with you. All right, I am I am blessed that you and I get to have this two-hour Steelers show, two-hour corner to talk a little football together.
0: Trust the feeling is mutual.
2: But this this week, I tell you what, I've been spoiled, you know, because we have had we've had a lot of different things to get to. Mm -hmm. And and you've been you've been the perfect co-host with me here to navigate all these things. Obviously, all the, the emotions and the outpouring of love for Tunch that we had earlier in the week. You knew Tunch. You worked with Tunch you had a close relationship with him as well. Then we transitioned to all the TJ Watt stuff, contract, (laughs) practice, negotiations. You've been through all that. You were in the Steelers' locker room. You were teammates with TJ Watt. And today, Arthur Motes, we look ahead to the Buffalo Bills (laughs) where you spent four years of your career. I mean, I tell you what, this is perfect, buddy. This is perfect. How we
0: doing? Talk about something coming full circle right here. Man. (sighs) This is one of them weeks, man. It's it's been a blast. It's been a whirlwind of a week. Emotionally, physically, I mean, everything, right? let the
2: people know, tomorrow, my guy's getting inducted into the JMU (laughs) Hall of Fame. How we doing? Yeah, like like
0: I said, emotionally, it's been a crazy week, bro. (laughs) Crazy week. But it's been fun nonetheless. So like I said, man, I'm glad I got my partner in crime, man, to, to ride with me in the saddle, man. Because this has been... Like we said, for both of us, man, we know how it's felt when we come in here. Every time we come in here, we know what we're thinking of and stuff like that. But we also understand the task at hand. We do have a mm-hmm. job to do. And it's always fun to go through certain things with people that you like. Absolutely. And I happen to like you a lot, my friend. Well, so shout out to you. us. Thank
2: you. I, li- <laughs> I like you a lot as well. You got that experience. And everybody should know by now, if they want to get involved with the two of us here, two ways to do so, 412-919-1316, those are the digits to dial. And reminder, it's just Motes and I, all right? I'm producing this thing behind the scenes as well, too. So if you call in during a segment, I'm going to have to put you on hold, but that's all right. Just hang with us, you know, for for five, ten minutes or so till we go to break, and I will get you uh, during the commercial breaks up and on the board so we can chat with you during the segments. Again, 412-919-1316. You can always tweet us, at Wesley Euler and at the Body 52 da body And Arthur Motes, since... My colleague is getting inducted into the JMU Hall of. Oh, I'm bumping shoulders with a hey, Hall you of Famer. Funny
0: man, <laughs> you are funny. This morning, this this is going to be
2: Motzi's last full day on the show. Now, spoiler alert: you will still hear from Arthur yes, Motz tomorrow. Yes, You're going to have true. to join us then for some of those bells and whistles. But today, Arthur Motes, since this is the last uh, full two hours that we will have with you leading up to the Buffalo Bills game, um. That's what I thought would be kind of the meat of our conversation today. We will obviously discuss TJ Watt and and him getting back to practice yesterday for sure. But, buddy, it's the Bills. It's the Steelers. It's two proud organizations, two rabid fan bases. You've got a team in the Steelers that fancies themselves contenders every year. They haven't had a losing season for nearly two decades, you've got a team in the Buffalo Bills that certainly was a contender last year, it was in the AFC Championship game in the Final Four. And as you heard, Cam Hayward there returning a lot of that talent and a lot of the key players that helped them get there last year. Mozi, as I look at it right now, I know it's early in the season. I know that this is the National Football League. You know, it's not college football where Clemson loses week one, right? And it's like, oh, man, there goes our season already. But this, to me, feels like an important game for both teams, for the Bills to continue to establish that they're one of the the kings of of the AFC and maybe the entire league, and for the Steelers as well, too, to say, hey, we know these guys are really good. They've knocked us off the last two years. We know that we can beat teams like this, that we belong in the conversation with teams like this. Again, it's week one, and we're going to overreact regardless, right? Steelers lose, and the season's over. You might as well pack it in. Steelers win, and we're going to play in the Super Bowl parade. But this this feels like for for both teams for both fan base bases, Motzi. This feels like a big one very early in the season.
0: I mean, it is a big one. This you have a defending. A- I mean, you have two division defending champs yeah. in terms of the yeah. AFC North and the AFC East. You also have the AFC Championship game. One of the representatives that are in this game. So trust me, this is a massive game. And then when you think about just the headlines, you got the future Hall of Famer at quarterback. Versus the young up-and-coming guy who is setting the league on fire. Mm-hmm. You have the veteran savvy Mike Tomlin versus the young understudy Sean McDermott. Ooh.
2: Two guys who were uh, <laughs> who go back to their college days <laughs> exactly. together as well. Yeah.
0: Then when you start talking personnel to personnel, they got a stud receiver in Stephon Diggs. We got a stud guy in, in terms of our, uh, in, excuse me, in terms of, in our receiving room, right when we talk about a guy like Juju, right in terms of his big name, but as a whole league leader is Diggs. For us defensively, we have two of those guys in mm-hmm. terms of T.J. Ydaminka. They also have Tre Davis White and Tremaine Edmonds. Like this, there's a lot of parallels. Honestly, names when you true. talk about like even the inside linebacker position. If I were to ask you who has the better group, I mean you got to think it's Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, but. I do Tremaine love, Edmonds I do love Tremaine
2: Edmonds and anybody who's yeah. listened to you and I before knows that we're both tr- big uh, Tremaine Edmonds fans.
0: Absolutely. Like when I think of this, I was like, if we really go position group by position group,
2: it's a heck of a breakdown. It is, bro. It, it is. It really, it really is. All right. So let me ask you this then. Maybe we'll we'll do some of that. I, I like what you're what you're picking up, or what, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. You mentioned the linebacker group. Maybe we'll compare and contrast those. As we go along. How about those wide receivers? Because I think that's going to be a big thing that everyone's going to discuss. The Bills, super talented group, deep group as well, too, just like we have here in Pittsburgh. Maybe I think you could argue, right, the Steelers probably a little bit deeper, you know, with James Washington as their as their fourth guy. Now, see, this is the only like
0: because when I think of the Bills fourth versus our fourth, our fourth is you could make the case of James Washington. Is their fourth Gabriel Davis or Cole Beasley?
2: Well, that's true. In terms of talent, it's probably Gabriel Davis. But yeah. right now with with some of this – I mean because Cole the,
0: Beasley had 900 receiving yards for them a year ago. He did. He did. Like that is a ton of receiving that's, yards. That's, <laughs> you're not even the main time. guy.
2: Yeah, that's big time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder though what his – like do you think – I guess maybe it's it's same church, different pew as the T.J. Watt conversation. Yeah. Is Cole Beasley going to be 100% no restrictions, full participation on Sunday? I feel like he will, but the reason why I'm less concerned
0: about Cole is because last year towards the back end he was hurt. He, he was, was playing a ton of just like on one leg limping around. You would see him out there making plays like that. So I, to me, when I think of Cole, I'm like a healthy Cole is going to be better than what they were getting out of him last year. And he still went for 900 yards last year. That was the crazy part to me. Yeah. So that's why when I like they can air that thing out, man. Yeah. When I start thinking about just the receiving room, I'm like, they do have the nod. Because number one, they have a bona fide, proven, all wide receiver franchise talent.
2: One of the best, one of the best five in the NFL for sure. Like, probably like, top three.
0: Clearly, and yeah. we do not have an answer for that right now. As much as we hope Chase can become that, he is not that right now. Oh
2: no, Stephon Diggs stands yes. a, a, a rung above yes. any individual that the Steelers yeah. have at wide receiver. So, Make so, no <laughs> mistake about that. He is he's one of the best three, four, <laughs> five in the entire league. He is he is. Yeah, close to the level, <laughs> Not 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 there. Not, there, not But, not show, but he's, he is, he's flirting. He's flirting with the Antonio Brown level. Yeah. Yeah. Now, A.B. did it more consistently. Now that was the difference. Correct. If it does that for he, another couple correct. years. Correct. Now you conversation. Yeah.
0: But to me, when I think of that. The argument of we have better depth at wide receiver, I don't feel like it's valid because that's, who do we classify true. as our depth? Because we're going to have to have somebody that accounts for our main guy. And we don't want to throw our main guy out there when we know Diggs is their main guy. <laughs> so we're like, oh, we got depth. And it's like, well, which which players are the depth players here? Right. Are we throwing Juju as a depth player now? Is, is Chase Claypool a depth player now? Okay. Oh, so, is,
2: yeah. He'll you know what? We're just, because this is how we do it. We're just yeah. going to chase shiny silver objects all day. And you know what? In the spirit of Tunch and Wolf, they used to do that same thing a lot, too. They were kind of Charlotte's Web just all over the place. So so we will, we'll keep with, keep with that pace here. <laughs> Who who for the Steelers, when the Steelers go two wide receiver set, who comes off the field?
0: Is it first and is a first and ten or is it third and three?
2: Uh-huh. Well, give me your answer for both scenarios.
0: Okay, if it's third down, Juju stays on the field, Deontay stays on the field. If it's first down, I say it's Deontay and Claypool.
2: I think you're right.
0: Yeah, I just think when it's possession downs, they want Juju out there. Oh,
2: absolutely. And Juju's you saw the go-to. that you saw that yeah. last year. I mean, almost half of his catches last year were, possession first, downs. were first down <laughs> yeah. catches. Yeah, I I think that's right. But I'll be very interested to see how that plays out. I will, too. Because with the tight ends, like uh-huh. with what Matt Canada likes to do, we're going to see somebody standing on the sideline probably more than, than they would expect uh-huh. and we would expect.
0: And that, to me, is different because, like you said, with Canada, he does want to have tight ends out there. He does like that vibe a little bit more, whereas they up have in two, Buffalo...
2: They have two tight end starters yeah. listed on the depth chart right
0: now. Whereas in Buffalo with Brian Dable, they're four or five wide. They're airing that thing
2: out. Uh, and that's why that's why Cole Beasley is <laughs> it, approaching 1,000 right. uh, receiving yards. Cole yours. Beasley
0: had 900 yards, and I was with them having digs go for 1,500, and you still had John Brown, who was their real number two, mm-hmm. and Gabriel mm-hmm. Davis still was producing as a rookie. I'm like, they're a at receiver. So you essentially you lose John Brown, but you bring in Emmanuel Sanders, who I personally think is a little bit of an upgrade. That might even be an upgrade, He yeah. gives you more a versatility, whereas with John Brown, it was more one-trick pony downfield.
2: So that's why I'm like I I I
0: can't. No, you're right. You know what? You're absolutely
2: right. The Bills are deeper, and the Bills are more talented at the top. Like they are. I I understand. Like we project with certain players here, but the
0: same way we're projecting about Chase Claypool, that's the same way in Buffalo they're projecting about Gabriel Davis because similar makeup, similar in terms of the productivity at times, and they both are just physically, they look like they should be number one receivers. Like you see that makeup in both of them. So as much as we love to get hype about Chase, that's exactly how they feel about Gabriel up there, and rightfully so because we saw last year. I mean, he was making plays.
2: The, their entire their entire offense was making plays last yeah. year. I mean, and it's easy to get swept up in the the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Right. right. And oh, boy, boy genius Sean McVay and everything he does on offense. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, even you know after the bye week, like after week twelve last year. My goodness, everything that the Buccaneers were doing, Seriously, right?
0: they went crazy.
2: And, day. I mean, we spent a, we spent a lot – Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Like, there, there's there been a, a lot of, of high-powered offenses in the NFL. But, man, Buffalo is right up there in the conversation with all those teams, Motsi. And as, as we heard Cam Hayward talk about at the beginning of the segment, that continuity is going to be there, too. Mm-hmm. Because they had a ton of success last year. And, and not only are they running it back with almost the same cast of characters, as you kind of explained with Emmanuel Sanders, and you can even argue that they've improved upon a team that was in the AFC Championship game last yeah. year. That, that's, this is legitimately starting the season with the Steelers with a, a a very tough test. And I think we said this maybe yesterday or, or earlier on in the week, mozi This is a team, you know, if the Steelers are tr- want to get to where they're trying to go, if they're mm-hmm. going to get to where they're trying to go win playoff games afc championship game super bowl you're probably going to have to see this team again at some oh, point 100 you in, will in january yes so so it's 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 not only a a test for week one Motes, but it is i think it's a real litmus test in general of where the steelers are going to need to be and the type of team that they're going to need to beat to get there
0: yeah but if you're the Steelers, this is what you want why go into a season with a warm-up game Absolutely. And then you get a false sense of confidence. You beat up on a team that nobody really believes in anyways. And then, oh, man, yeah, this team's the team of destiny. Then you get another easy team and another easy team. Before you know it, you're 11-0. What's going on here? No, nah, let's just get to the real part of the season. Let's just get to a real team right off the break. And then from there, we can know what this team is because we know what Buffalo is right now. So if the Steelers come out here and look good, well, we know, hey, this is a good team. They're going to be a lot better than we think early on. If they struggle early, we know, okay. They got to they gotta catch up a little bit because the a, the AFC, Buffalo is going to be one of those teams you're going to have to deal with in oh, terms 100%, of the playoffs. 100%. So there's it's no point in fiddling around with it. There's no point in trying to avoid it. Let's get it out the way. Let's see where we're at week one. And then from there, now we can make our adjustments. But when you think about our O-line, I'm excited for them because even though it's going to be a challenge, I do think that they will be able to hold their own at times. Devin and Joe. I'm excited to see them because I like their matchups, but I want to know where they're at from a communication standpoint. Are they on the same page yet? Because we know that takes time. Absolutely. Then on the flip side, Najee Harris. Hey, welcome to the big show. We're gonna talk about
2: that. You 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 get
0: Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Make it work.
2: (laughs) And and that's Ben, you know what, we'll we'll get to that as well too, because that is something that Ben talked about yesterday as well. you've got one team that has a lot of moving parts and another team that is returning with a lot of continuity. Mm-hmm. That's that's another thing that I do want to discuss with you more as we roll along today. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler in the locker room on a Thursday, getting you ready for Steelers-Bills on Sunday. We got a couple tweets, Motzy, um from Adam from Thrash, wondering about Cole Beasley's status. I, I believe he's good to go, right? Yeah. I know that he was fined a couple weeks ago. But other than that, I, I haven't seen anything. He's not suspended or anything no, like that. Is he no. it
0: was, literally, they're just talking about the COVID stuff.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. It. And he got fined for that. Exactly. But I, I'm it not seeing anything. And else, I just did yeah. a quick Google search here too, Cole Beasley suspension and nothing came up. Yeah. All that came up was about him being fined for, for not wearing the masks That's where it. he was supposed to wear the mask. So, uh, clearing that up for for everybody on the twitter.com you know where to get us on twitter if you want to get involved we got some tweets from julie from steelers nation that we will get to here we've also got phone lines 412-919-1316 if you want to join in on the conversation arthur moats wesley Euler in the locker room presented by your neighborhood ford store on snr and espn pittsburgh Um, a lot of guys got experience, and, and we're going to have to kind of learn on the fly, all of us, learn about each
1: other. Um, it, it may not be pretty early, and we, we have to accept that fact, too. But at the end of the day, we just have to do what we have to do to win a football game.
2: Ben Roethlisberger speaking yesterday on Ben's day Wednesday, talking about an offense that is going to need some time to come together. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, we are in the locker room today like we have been. This week, a reminder, Wolf and Starks will be back next week. All right, so you got today and tomorrow uh, to grin and bear it with us around here before you get the real professionals back in the saddle. But if you have joined us this week, if you've liked what you've heard, you can catch Mozzie and I at noon on SNR every day. We do a little thing called the Steelers Blitz, also available in podcast form. Just search Steelers Blitz wherever you get your podcast. If you want to rock and roll with Moats and I after you rock and roll with Wolf and Starks. Mozi played that clip from Ben Roethlisberger a second ago talking about how it's going to take some time for the offense to come together. This is an offense that has four rookies listed as starters right now on the Steelers' depth chart. We know the offensive line has been a revolving door and hasn't gotten much work together at all with the five guys who are going to be starting on Sunday. It's is Ben Roethlisberger sandbagging here a little bit, trying to lower expectations, or do you think that this is truthful? Ben knows it's going to take some time for this offense to come together. New offensive coordinator as well, too. And that, you know, that they're going to have to be responsible with the football, rely on the defense, that they're not going to necessarily go out there and, and light it up to start the year. Like we did see at times last season through, uh, you know, through the first month or two.
0: I think it's a mix of that, but I also think he understands who they're going against. Hmm this is a team that was in the AFC championship game last year, a team that is very good and has a lot of continuity. Whereas when you're talking about the Steelers, unlike last year, we do have a little bit more transition, a little bit more turnover
2: oh, at, our, yeah. at our starting spots. Oh, Whereas a year
0: ago, we weren't that a year ago. We had a veteran group. Absolutely. Now, at particularly
2: time, on that offensive line. Right. Well, too. And
0: to me, that's the difference right there. And I think that's what Ben is kind of alluding to. He knows that, We're going to have some growing pains. Young players, the likelihood of every young rookie starter playing to their best ability. Week one. And then for the rest of the season. That's a coin flip at best. Absolutely. And I think seven understands that. Absolutely. And instead of putting unrealistic expectations on them, maybe the fans would want to hear that. But it's not realistic. And I think that he's kind of just hedging that bet and gauging a, a little bit about it. Because if he hypes these guys up, right? Hey, man, we're ready to go, man. You saw how we looked in the preseason, man. We we on fire. I don't care who we show up against. Buffalo, they get in week one. And then they go out there and it's the growing pains that we kind of all know. They score 10 points. <laughs> now we're going to be over here like, well, uh, what's going on here? What happened? You know, whereas yeah. he's getting ahead of it. He's just simply saying, look, man, it might come out that we might look great, which is awesome if we do. But. It is a legit chance that we might be a little sluggish at the start of it. We're going to have some growing pains. It's going to take some bumps and bruises. When you got that many new starters, not just rookie starters, but new starters in general. Yeah. That is a lot. Like
2: four rookies, but new faces as well, too. Trey Turner is a new starter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like
0: That's a lot to ask for in week one versus Buffalo on the road.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's not like it's the Jets coming into town. It's not like it was the Giants from a year ago. We're
2: not going to Jacksonville.
0: Right, right. We're not getting Denver. This isn't Houston.
2: Ah, Houston would be another good one, too. This is
0: Buffalo. You know those were all the first four games. That's why I was naming them off. (laughs) You catch what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. Big difference. Man, I wish we could have had that this year. (laughs) Big
2: difference. Big difference. No, I... uh, Listen, I... I think Ben was just being candid, was just being honest. You, you've you got four rookie starters.
0: Ben was on one, baby. I like when he talks he, like that, man. He was. G- gave me some gems about my dog TJ, then come out there and drop this. I'm like, okay, seven. That, that's that. I, I got that money. Y'all ain't going to do anything to me right now. I'm going to talk. I got to say what I got to say. Say what you got to say, seven. Get it off your chest, seven. <laughs> Get, it Get it off your it off chest. Your chest.
2: <laughs> you've got four rookie starters, five new to the team starters, Mm-hmm. As well, too, Arthur Moats with a new offensive coordinator. And let's not kid ourselves, you and I were there every day at training camp. I know a lot of Steelers fans were, were able to go to some practices as well. Uh, everyone was, you know, relatively, as much as you can be, locked into preseason football, right? We have seen, Matt Canada, some of these new quirks, some of these new wrinkles, some of these new... Whatever you want to call them, some people like to use the term "gimmick," but I think I don't ever like that word because I think it cheapens what what teams are trying to do. Negative it has a little negative to it. connotation, just right? Just a little bit. I, I prefer wrinkles, right? There you go. That they're trying to install into the offense. Let's not kid ourselves. The majority of that stuff they still haven't shown yet, right? Like you're not going to come out of the preseason and show all these different things than wrinkles and layers of your offense that you're trying to do. you you're only showing so much of your hand in the preseason. In training camp, what Matt Canada is asking these guys to do, what they're going to be installing on a week-to-week basis is going to be more work. When you have all these things coming together, four rookie starters, five new starters, new offensive coordinator who is a very forward-thinking guy who wants to do things differently than the last guy, and oh yeah, you're playing on the road in a rabid environment against a team that was one of the last four standing last year. Mm-hmm. Motes, I, I think it is it's it's fair to expect that this the recipe for the Steelers in this game, right, is is control the football on offense, don't turn it over, hope your defense makes a splash play or two and, and win a close, low scoring game, right? Like that feels like that has to be the recipe for the I Steelers. feel like the best defense is good offense, right? You gotta if be able to can run keep the ball.
0: Josh off the field. You gotta keep
2: Josh off the field and run the ball. To
0: me, that's the biggest thing because if you try to make this a shootout, we don't have the resources to keep up. I know people say, Well, we got seven. Well, you have to realize they have Chad Davis White, they have Levi Wallace, they have Jordan Poirier, they have Micah Hyde, they They've have Tremaine Evans, they got Matt Milano. Who's our secondary now?
2: Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden. We
0: like him. Who's cornerback two? 100% right now. Who do you, who do you have? Cornerback two. We still don't know. That's the problem. Who's the, who's the 100% There's not even slot? one listed on the death chart. Who, 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 who's slot corner number one right not now? not even one listed on we the death even chart. Know. So who's the fourth cornerback right now? Uh... Exactly. So once again, we don't want to get in a shootout because we know the weapons they have at the receiving room. We've already said that they do have a clear advantage in that room. But then they are able to take that advantage and match up against one of our weaknesses defensively right now.
2: Yep. Meanwhile, we- at the same time, while we're not feeling quite as great about our pass rush right. as we will be by week three, week four, week five. Mm-hmm. Because Stefan it's not going to be there.
0: We're getting TJ on three TJ days practice. TJ on three days
2: practice. And, <laughs> and did only you see, one in pads. And did you see the injury report yesterday? Mm-hmm. Tyson Alu Alu did not practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. And mozi. You you feel better about it not being there when you have Alu Alu, right? But if all of a sudden both of those guys are gone, and you're working in T.J. Watt,
0: it's all good. We, we're high on Isaiah Bugs, uh, Isaiah or uh, Isaiah Loudermilk. Um, Who else are we high here, on? Here uh, he comes, man. Mr. Here he comes, Carlos Mr. Mr. Davis, Mr. Mr. Sarcasm, other Here we he got comes. Henry Mundu. Listen, listen. I had a conversation with some Steeler fans last night. Okay. And they were trying to sell me on the fact that because of James Pierre having a really good camp, and they're so excited about him that he's a better player right now than Levi Wallace is for the Buffalo Bills. So if that's the premise that we're going with, baby, absolutely, man. It doesn't matter which one of these guys we threw out here. We're good. <laughs> we're good to go. That guy, Arthur Moats,
2: <laughs> he really knows I, how to I, make I just, you feel
0: the optimism. I just, you know, I'm really excited about it, man. It's going to be fun regardless.
2: It, listen, it's for every team in the NFL in week one, it's not a Mona Lisa. It's never a Mona Lisa. Like I don't care if you're the Bills and you were in the Final Four last year and you're They're returning. They're going to have some issues. I don't care if you're the Tampa Bay <laughs> yes. Buccaneers and you're bringing everybody back on a Super Bowl team. They played a night at 830, by the They're way. They're going
0: to have some issues. <laughs> it,
2: it, it is it is never perfect week one, but it, it feels like there's a clear-cut way to, to, to get this done for the Steelers if you are going to get this done. Yeah. You obviously can't fall behind. You obviously have to be able to run the football, keep Josh Allen off the field, and keep your defense rested in the process. Arthur Motes, it is easy for us to say those things sitting here today. Much harder to execute them, again, particularly for rookie starters, uh, brand new offensive line. Yeah, and the thing and I will say, though, coordinator.
0: with Tyson, if – I mean, I'm not – Worried about his availability just yet. I need to see what it looks like today. I would like to see the practice board yeah. today. Yeah, Today, tell me some more. Because obviously Wednesday could just be your traditional, we're going to start the vet day routine now that it is here. And guys will alternate, right? Sometimes Ben is a Thursday off or a Wednesday off. It just depends, right? Correct. We'll talk about Pouncey, DeCastro, and those guys too. So, I'm just, like I said, I'll wait to see that. But I'm still not as concerned, though, in all seriousness. Because <clears throat> even though – Tyson is a major contributor we have other guys that I've liked on tape in that nose tackle role because in base that's where you're going to be feeling Tyson the most you're not going to feel him as much when you go to your sub ball because now you have to ask yourself is Tyson a better three technique than Isaiah uh, Loudermilk or Chris Wormley right and for me personally I think those guys give you a little bit more with their length than Tyson does so I don't think we'll fill it as much in the sub ball. But the reason I'm not tripping on base either is because when you watch this preseason, Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis, they really flashed at times.
2: They did. They, they, they looked they like flashed they at times, And yes.
0: even the penalties that they had, they were aggressive penalties that I thought were a little ticky-tack in terms of the QB hits and stuff like that. But they were always around the quarterback. They were always in the backfield. Now, granted... Same conversation can be said about James Pierre. Same can be said about Alex Highsmith. The quality of opponent wasn't up to NFL standard, but you can't control that. You got to make it a mismatch. It's not a mismatch unless you make it a mismatch. And he or they, excuse me, Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis consistently made their matchups look like mismatches. Same with uh, uh, with Alex Highsmith and James Pierre as well. Like Tunch used to always say,
2: if you can't beat the stiffs, you're a stiff. You are a stiff. So
0: for me – I'm high on them, but I still need to see it in the regular season. Yeah. The same way I feel about Alex, the same way I feel about James. It's just y'all look really good in camp. We know the optimism is there, but now we want to see y'all against quality NFL players. So that's my thing. Where, like I said, I'm not panicking on Tyson, regardless of if he's available or not. Just because we, I do feel like we have a little bit more flexibility there.
2: I think that's well said by our buddy, Arthur Motes. What say you? On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. You can also get at us on the phone lines, 412-919-1316 are the digits to dial if you want to join in on the conversation. going to take a break here, but we'll close out the first hour of the show as we typically do with your reaction. we got some tweets rolling in here. You know where to get at us if you want to jump on the phone lines. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz boys in the locker room, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. On ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR.
0: is a professional. I, I train with him in the off-season and back in Waukesha. Sometimes he takes his job
2: takes his job extremely seriously. So no matter what,
0: wherever you want to play, you want put, to um, put him on a, uh, in a parking lot or whatever. He's going to be ready to play a football game.
2: Arthur Motes, that's a guy right there. Joe Schobert. I mean, he already belongs in Pittsburgh. You want to know how I know that? (laughs) Train going off in the background. He was unfazed. He didn't blink. He cut his eyelids off. He just started talking louder. (laughs) Joe Schobert, excited to have TJ Watt back at practice. He confirmed that after the fact. The two former Wisconsin boys now running together in the black and gold. It's Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes with you here in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Got a... One more segment here in our first hour of the show, typically what Mozi and I do at the end of the hour. We like to get your reaction on the topics that we have been kicking around through, you know, through the first 40 minutes or so. So we've got plenty of tweets to get to here. We also do do a thing called Three Question Thursday on Thursday. So we get a lot of people who tweet us their, their three-pack of questions. Our guy, me is always a big part of this. Arthur Motes. Shout out to me. And he tweets us, and he's got three questions for us. Number one is saying, TJ was looking happy out there as a full participant. Could there be a scenario where a deal is done behind the scenes we just haven't heard an announcement yet? I've
0: never known Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport <laughs> exactly to I ever care doing. about what a team wants to do in terms of a rollout. When contracts are done, they have to be filed with the league office. Yes. When that happens those guys get that information they are not waiting to some perfect day and time to roll it out nah so i like the thought process but i have never seen adam schefter and rapaport and those are the top guys not even talking about your mid-tier guys who still are connected enough that when deals like Mm -hmm. this get done they get they they get get that info so trust me yeah when this deal is done, it'll be one of those everybody's racing to get their tweet off first because they want to break that story because yes. of how significant it is. Absolutely, And it's going to be rep- first reported by this person. First reported by, like, that's how that's going to play out, man. I understand the secrecy thought, but nah. TJ showing up to practice yesterday is more so him essentially having to cave and say, look, man, I'm ready. I got to get ready for and this Him game. wanting to play on I Sunday. I want to play on Sunday. Yeah. And I need three days of practice. We're going to see if that's enough. But that's essentially where he's at right now.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Something like that would be almost impossible to keep. It you think be... the
0: teammates would keep? Come on, man. People was losing their mind over a Derek Watts, uh, yeah, a Najee Harris of nothing to deal with anything, and people, oh, is that it? And you mean to tell me a deal would get done, and in that building, nobody's going to say anything? Nah, nah. Yeah. I don't see that, baby.
2: If there would have been a scenario where maybe <laughs> yesterday, right, Motes, they agree right before practice, and then it gets announced after. After practice, like, that's I, could have, be- I yeah. could have believed something like that, but it's it's been it's been 20, 22 hours since the Steelers practiced, almost a full day since then. You're not keeping something under wraps well, that and, big, that long. And what
0: purpose does it serve, by the way?
2: That as well, too. Like, seriously, for the sake
0: of... Wouldn't what? you
2: want to get it out there, an announcement, so that people stop talking about it and asking about it, so that exactly. Cam Hayward Cam Hayward doesn't end his press conference today by saying, pay TJ so, so the So Ben end.
0: Roethlisberger doesn't have to continue to go against the yes. organization publicly? Yes. yes. You don't think that they would want that? That That's just my perspective. That's I how I feel, man. Yeah, like, I agree
2: with you. I think I, I you, just
0: don't see them. It doesn't add up. Yeah. Shoot, I remember even when I signed my deal. Like, bro, when you signed your deal— it's literally the race of, am I going to be able to tell my folks first before Shefty and
2: Rappaport? I because, remember you telling me about right, that. Right.
0: That's what it is for all of us.
2: <laughs> With, like, injuries, too, You don't right? control didn't that, didn't you, yeah. You told me a story one time where, like, you went and you found out about an injury from the team doctor or something. Uh-huh. And then before you even got back into your car. Yeah. I had already getting called. Adam Schefter yeah. had tweeted about it already. Yep.
0: <laughs> He's like, yo, you know you had tore your peck? I'm like, I did? Wow, thanks. How did you find out that quick? I literally just left the office. You know, Arthur Muggs, <laughs> a, 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 lot of,
2: uh, a lot of armchair doctors have screamed a lot about HIPAA over the yeah. last year or so. That's a HIPAA yeah. violation right yeah.
0: there. It's, it's one of them things, man. Just call it <laughs> the price of doing business.
2: Question number two from me is, are you guys looking forward to the new Spider-Man movie? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, and I think it. I think it's going to be one of those
0: things where – we get like a, a couple of them off of it. I Not so just too. one.
2: Yeah. I think so. Too. You know, my only concern with this movie uh-huh. is that like I'm hyping it up so much in my mind. I hope I don't let myself down. If I that did makes that with sense. Batman
0: and it worked every time. So keep going. Trust yeah, me.
2: We're keeping that same energy. Yes. Yeah. You know, Modes we don't live in excited. our fears. <laughs> we're excited for that new Spider-Man movie for sure. And then last one from me. He says, I'm traveling to Scranton for work. What fast food joint should I stop at? If you're taking the turnpike, there's only one answer. And that is, you stop at the Blue Side Hill, the Blue Blue Mountain Sidling Hill, I think, is the name of the rest stop. Okay. Okay. It's okay. like literally halfway between here and Philadelphia. See, I would say I, have, I don't, I don't drive that at all. And you got to go to Popeyes. I mean, you have. You got to gotta go to Popeyes. I always. am a Popeyes when, guy. when I'm traveling from Pittsburgh to the to the eastern part of the state, anywhere, I always stop at that turnpike stop to get Popeyes because you can't get Popeyes really anywhere here around Pittsburgh. You got to get those Cajun fries, Arthur Motes.
0: Come on, man. If you don't get the Cajun fries, what you doing? And don't you've, forget the red beans and rice, big daddy. You've got to Come on now. Get. Come that, on that's,
2: now. That's when I'm traveling away from home, if I'm getting fast food, I'm trying to get something that I can't get in my own backyard. Mm-hmm. Bas- basically is is where i'm going with this julie tweets us and says first of all congratulations to arthur moats on his induction in the jmu hall of fame greatly appreciate you thank you thank have you. we have we heard anything about uh the injury report yesterday as it relates to high smith's hamstring or kevin green's thumb injuries this is a very Kev- big g- oh kendrick. i was about to say hold or, on kevin wait a sorry minute. kendrick green <laughs> I like, hold on. i've done that a few times already i uh, will continue to do that like i always do butchering people's names uh high smith's hamstring my man has risen <laughs> kendrick green's thumb injuries uh, and then she adds, "I think we can beat this team as long as we don't beat ourselves." It is a very big game, Motsi. I mean, the injury report is what it is. Yesterday, Highsmith had a hamstring listed. Green had a thumb injury listed. They were both practice participants, but limited. Uh, I don't like. I don't think there's anything to be, you know, drastically concerned about. We obviously don't want to see those young men listed on the injury report, but I think today, like you kind of alluded to with Alu Alu, if they're full practice participants today. I'm I'm not gonna have much concern. Yeah, absolutely. Now hammies I get a little nervous that's about because it's cause soft those, tissue and those Those can linger. linger. Yep. Those and and definitely you saw that with the, the Austin Eklar news yes. yesterday. That's that's a tough one, especially for for a running back. But yeah, yeah, We'll keep our eye on our on the injury hope report it's, today. It, you
0: hope is more so just a precaution. A precautionary. Yeah.
2: Thing. Yep. Um I'm just glad we
0: got an actual injury report now. That sucked all through preseason where we're just like, yeah, this guy's not practicing. What's going on with him? I don't know.
2: Steeler Nation 920 says he's enjoying. He enjoyed the uh, the wide receiver conversation. He says everyone forgets how amazing Emmanuel Sanders is. Dude was a beast, and uh, and as a Steeler, and everywhere he's gone, he's been a legit weapon. I'm if, glad he said that.
0: I, I be feeling like at times he's underrated. He is for sure. Yeah. Or if a, if a player leaves Pittsburgh, we just like, oh, he sucks. Oh, he stinks. He, he's no good anymore. Manny, Manny, I was like man, this dude everywhere he's been since then, he's he's always producing. He's probably New had- Orleans. Has you there been anybody that's had a better post bo- post uh, post career? Could th- but I would say AB, but AB is so short right now, right. just because he won the Super Bowl. Whereas with Emmanuel, did he get one with
2: Denver? I believe he did. So never mind then. And he made it with the Niners as well too. Yeah, he did. And, and they it, lost. It the he Chiefs, went back obviously, to back, or but, not
0: back to back, but he went like twice in the- Yeah,
2: yeah he's he's had a very nice career for himself he is a very good Mm -hmm. football player there's a reason why he's still in the league now it's
0: the reason why i said i like him as an upgrade over john brown and that as well too i understand people gonna throw the age on him and all this other stuff but it's like if he was on our team we wouldn't be saying these things so why do we say him because he's
2: on somebody else's team that's the only thing i just yeah that's one thing moats i think you and i do very well listen we can we do obviously do this show through black and gold glasses Uh, Arthur Motes was a Steeler. I grew up a Steeler fan. We both live here in Pittsburgh, have our families here in Pittsburgh. We're obviously doing this show through the yins or guys, but we also just tell you like it is. And, and yeah, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, one of those dudes who uh, certainly has been playing football at a high level for a long time. That's why he's still in the league a decade later. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 also adds, if we can't establish the run against Buffalo, it's already over. I would say that that's that's very straightforward and, and, and kind of maybe hyperbolic motes. But I'd say that's absolutely true as well. You've you got to yeah, be able to run the football. But
0: I think in the sense that you're talking is different in the sense that I feel like the tweet was. OK, because the tweet, the tone just seems like the Bills rush defense is so terrible. I understand mm. a year ago it wasn't the best, but by no stretch of the imagination, it's terrible. They're healthier now.
2: Meaning like if we can't establish it against these guys, right, we're that, really in trouble. Because right, that's kind of how got, I yeah, took it. Gotcha, I'm like,
0: gotcha. no, nah, I don't think that's the case, baby. Like, they're healthier now. They are. Last year, they weren't healthy in the interior part of their defense, which is why they struggled against the run. We talked about Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds missing time at parts of the season. Ed Oliver was a little inconsistent at times.
2: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does this season. It feels like a big year for Ed Oliver. It
0: is. I mean, the way that we view it early on, right, his first couple of years where it was like we see the potential, but it's not consistent enough, that's Ed Oliver for them. Extremely talented.
2: Top ten pick,
0: right? Absolutely, I, I got to, I got to announce it when I was in Buffalo hosting their draft party. That's it was the right. craziest thing.
2: That's right. Yeah,
0: but um, with Ed, Ed is like to it. Now he's a shorter person, but he's a, a more faster side, You know, backdoor running through gaps type of player. Think more of a poor man's Aaron Donald, right? Yes. That that type of game. Yes. Vein. Yes. But like I said, with those guys, and then you look at the depth players: Vernon Butler, Harrison Phillips. They are going to be better against the run. But we also have our own issues up front as well. And it goes back to the continuity element of even though they're not – the Bills aren't the most talented against the run up front, they're a very – they're cohesive. They've played together for a while. So you're talking about run fits. Run fits are critical in stopping the run. Even though you might not be the biggest, strongest player, Wes, if I know you're going to consistently be in the B-gap – that's all I need from you. You don't have to make the play. I'm your linebacker. I'll make every play for you if you get that B gap. But when we're talking about the Steelers, we got potentially some more moving pieces inside, right? If the Tyson Aloua situation plays out, how will we see that going? But with the run fits with Devin and Joe, if you miss a run fit, that's the difference between a tackle for a loss and a 20 yard gain at times. And it could simply be just, well, I didn't know it was a bump over. Why is that? Because I've only been here for three weeks and y'all got the green dot on me. <laughs> like, what? That's, that's the things I think of when we're talking about the run game a little bit. And that's why I'm just like, just caution it a little bit, yeah. man. Like that Bills defense has gotten better. It's not going to be the same group too. that you saw last year. Yeah.
2: Steelers man tweets us and says, "Good Thursday morning, guys. Just wanted to chime in and congratulate Arthur Motes with his induction to the JMU Hall of Fame tomorrow." Oh
0: man, greatly appreciate oh, yeah. you. Yes, yes, I do. I greatly appreciate you. He wants to y'all be- making me feel special over now, here. Now, wait, all while this, we're on all this, this now I need to, I y'all need to know this. Me.
2: Is there? I mean, I'm obviously there's a ceremony, duh. But mm-hmm. is this ceremony going to be live streamed anywhere or anything, Arthur Motes? Do you know?
0: Oh man, I did not check, but probably Jamu Sports,
2: JamuSports.com. Okay. So I might have more to, than likely. Listen, I might have yeah. to tomorrow night. You know, I might have to. Hey man, you know, you're pour, pour myself a glass of something and watch my guy get inducted. Hey, you ain't the only one that's gonna pour something nice. <laughs> Well, I would hope so. You I, might, I might have
0: to shout with the champagne.
2: I'm going to bring my own box. Oh, now you're talking 24-hour <laughs> champagne die. Come on, now. Steeler Man 7 wants to know, which Steelers offense versus Bills defensive matchup are you most excited to watch?
0: Steelers offense versus Bills defense? Yes, which oh, one matchup. Yeah, Najee versus Tremaine and Matt Milano. Ooh. Both of those linebackers, and I say them both because they work in tandem. And Najee Harris is going to get the brunt of or the, the blunt of those opportunities, right? Whether it's in the running game or out the backfield receiving. This is a high quality matchup for Tremaine, but I do like Tremaine in it. But the reason I like him is because of how dynamic he is. But it's going to be very tough because Edmonds and Milano are beasts. They're, they're really good linebackers. Both of them, I mean, one Matt Milano just got paid. Edmonds is about to get paid. Pro bowler, they're productive players. They're as good as advertised. So for us, we're going to get Najee, and Najee's young. Najee's ready to go. So we're going to get all that crazy ability, and it's going to be one of those just high-quality matchups watching them dudes go at it. Like, that's the one for me that I'm most excited about because I think it's the most even. When we talk receivers versus corners, I feel like it's always going to be slighted or slanted in one or the other. Whereas I think with this, this is probably going to be the best in terms of most even from both
2: sides. I think that's well said. I am excited. That would have been my answer as well, too. But since I got to pick somebody different, since I got to pick something different, how about Chase Claypool against your mm-hmm. Davis White? That's going to be uh, That's a challenging test for the think, young man. Do you think Trey is following well, Chase or do I you think say say, I, don't Deontay? Know, I don't know if it's going to be that – like maybe I should say – Travis White against whatever Steeler he's lining up. That's how, I, I'm
0: excited about that. Too. Yeah,
2: because you're right. He's probably not just going to be. That would have been the better way for yeah. me to put it. I, because yeah. like
0: difference defensive wise, like Trey will travel, whereas we know with ours we play right and left, and that's why at times last year we saw Diggs just lined up on I think it was Nelson, like almost a whole third quarter because he just stayed on that side, and that's mm-hmm. my other concern because we don't travel. What if they just simply said, well, Joe is on this side and then it's James Pierre or Cam Sutton on the other side? Hey, Diggs, just line up over there the whole time. (laughs) As high as I am on Pierre, as much as I like Cam Sutton, I don't like either one of them. I don't even like Joe to that extent against Diggs for four quarters. I just don't because Diggs is different right now. Diggs is, when, when, it reminds me of the AB vibe. Now, like I said, he hasn't done it as long as AB, but when AB was on his, when AB was AB, and he's still getting back to that. Don't sleep on him down in Tampa. It didn't matter what corner was out there. I've seen him make Joe look like Joe should be on practice squad at times. <laughs> and that's not even a shot at Joe. Right. That's more so a confident A.B. Sure. A.B., our policy with him was if it's double team, you're open. Triple-teamed, team, all right, now it's nice contested. We might think about it a little bit. Just think about that. That was realistic. That, that wasn't an exaggeration. That wasn't made up. That was if you're double-teamed, you're open. If it's three guys, okay, now it's nice contested. We'll see how it works. Right. That's what Diggs is flirting with. That's what he was doing last year. That's different. That is. That's just a different level of productivity. That's like DeAndre Hopkins. That's like when we talk about Michael Thomas when he's healthy. That's mm-hmm. like your Julio Jones when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. That is special.
2: Special. Yeah.
0: You don't just match up no. regular guys against that.
2: There, they, we we talked a lot about Stephon Diggs um, in the course of last season. Him and Justin Jefferson were kind of the guys that mm-hmm. that that we had crushes on at the wide receiver position And, yeah, he is – again, he has not had the longevity that Antonio Brown had. But right now when Stephon Diggs is at his peak, which he was all of last year, I think that is the best comparison for him in terms of when he's going, uh, what we've seen here in Pittsburgh as well, too. Let's get in uh, one more three-question Thursday here, Motzi, before we Mm -hmm. go to break. Uh, From our buddy Rudy, he says, number one, Claypool or A.B. for my flex wide receiver in fantasy football? Go A.B. I think so as well. AB, 100%. AB. I think so as well, too. Especially this week, I would say.
0: AB, 100%. Yeah. AB. I don't care which week it is. AB is a nightmare. And you got to think, they can't even focus all their attention on him because of Mike Evans, because of Chris Godwin. And people argue about who's the better receiver. It's not even close. It's AB. But just because of those guys getting a little bit more name action, AB is going to continue to thrive. And Tom Brady loves throwing the ball to A.B. I don't know if y'all noticed in the postseason, they got a little rapport going. It's been going since New England. They keeping that thing rolling.
2: So, yeah, A.B., A.B., and more A.B. All right. He wants some – rest. number two, I want some rest- recommendations of the best restaurants in Pittsburgh. Oh,
0: buddy. What, what are you looking for?
2: That's that's what I yeah. was going to say.
0: Because I was like, if you're talking Italian, obviously you have a lot You have um, – Arlequino, oh. if you're going pub style. Fatheads. Fatheads, definitely. Archie's.
2: Um, Archie. Yeah, they going Archies, absolutely. If you're looking for something near the stadium, I love Southern Tier. Yeah.
0: If you're looking for Soul food, you got Carmies. That's on the oh, south side. So good. It's another one by Hinesville as well. If Pamela's want, for breakfast. Oh my goodness, you got to go to Pamela's. Pamela's for you breakfast. You got to go to in the Strip District too. Straight cash, Just, yeah, just straight walk straight around in the Strip District. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Definitely do that. And then if you want high end, obviously you have your Mortons. Yep, high, I love. Cap,
2: I'm a Capital Grill guy. Yeah, myself. Capital Grill is
0: phenomenal. Um, let's see, what else you got down there? Oh man.
2: If you're looking for a good sandwich, I'm a big Pepe's guy. I know everybody goes to Permanis, but if you've had your yeah. Permanis, try Pepe's next time. Let's, I think those are some good ones. I think I we, and and I think we Fiori's if you're into numbers. pizza. Oh. Fiori's see, if you're into he, pizza. See, he's trying to start a war here, folks. No, he's it ain't trying no to war. start. He's trying to start the Yinzer Pizza Civil War. There, there's no war
0: here. It's no Fiori's war. Where we, where we, we know auto's. who won. We know who won that. It's Fiori's. It's not even
2: close. I like both, so I, I ain't I, I like Fiori's. I know you do I I, I plant my flag. You and Chris Car- <laughs> You and Chris Carter could have a three-hour argument on on yep. this one. Sure can. And then uh, last one from Rudy is: What have you guys thought about the uh, the new Disney Plus series? What if?
0: Uh, I haven't had a chance to check it out. Same check. here. I think yeah.
2: that we're kind of on the same page of this. This time of year is crazy for most. of Not a lot time of TV time. Not a lot of TV time away from sports. But that is definitely. Uh, It's on my list. It's on both of our lists for sure. Got to get to a break here. We'll get to more of your reaction in the second hour of the show. We still got a lot of tweets to get to here. You know where to get involved. 412-919-1316 on the phone lines. Got to talk to Arthur Motes about the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, to start the second hour of the show. We'll do that when we return. The Steelers Blitz boys are in the locker room, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR.
0: planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, S&T Bank is here to help. Learn how S&T Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com, member FDIC. S&T Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.